recording alone in the back of a van with a cheap microphone? Sounds like the best recipe for a bad Tobecast. Hello and welcome to the Bad Tobe Cast. I'm the titular Tobe, and this is the cast. Just me today, again, because of Memorial Day, we really didn't have a whole lot of time to record, so I'm recording this in my downtime at work with my portable microphone. So the uh, sound is not going to be great, but hopefully the content will be. So, I have a couple things to uh, get into, so we're going to skip our random topic today. So I guess that means that I'm going to be at a deficit of negative 10 points. So, I guess I'll have to make that up somehow, some way. It's the final week of May, so let's go through some holidays. Getting real here for a second. It is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Do you feel tired and run down? Have you lost interest in many of the hobbies or activities that you used to love? Why not ask your doctor about depression? It's a very real thing, as I well know. And it really helps to talk about it to somebody to let somebody in on it. So, if you've been going through those kind of feelings of worthlessness and guilt, why not talk to a good friend or your parents and get some help? That way, you'll feel a lot better and you'll be able to do stuff again. So, let's get into uh, the goofiness and talk about some national days. So, starting with May 29th, May 29th is National Paperclip Day. So, if you've ever had to hold pieces of paper together, which I have, uh, you really enjoy paperclips. <laughs> Though, to be honest, I've switched over to those, uh, like, binder clips now. May 30th is National Creativity Day. I do love creating stuff, that's why I do all this, because it distracts me from the empty hole inside. So why not fill that hole with something that maybe has some worth? Uh, draw a picture. Write a short story. Because that's simple. <laughs> or just do something that you... Just do a nice little project for yourself to create something. Put something into the world. Make yourself feel good, like you've accomplished something. It's not ethereal, like work, or regular, everyday life, just existing. It's also National Hole in My Bucket Day, so if you have a hole in your bucket, take time to uh, remember that it, there is a hole in your bucket, so you can't really carry water in it, and uh, you'll fix it one day, but uh, you're too busy making that uh, short story to, uh, to do that today. It is, okay, so May 31st, which is Thursday, is uh, National Save Your Hearing Day, 
It's also National Speak in Sentences Day, so all you single word people out there know that you have to switch it up for one day and actually talk in complete sentences. I know it's hard, but, uh, I mean, just try it. And it's also National Smile Day, which is great. Smiles are always nice. Then we're getting, to, getting into Saturday. June 1st. It's World Reef Awareness Day. So remember your reefs because they are disappearing fast. Though there was a, uh, a science video I was watching the other day that showed how they can propagate reefs much faster than they used to be. So maybe we will be able to see reefs in the future instead of just have the sea a dead thing. Uh, it is National Go Barefoot Day, which is my favorite thing to do. I, I hate any kind of sneaker, or I tolerate sandals. But, yeah, go barefoot. That's fun. That's fun. It's, um, also National Say Something Nice Day. So, you're doing good. Just keep going. You'll be able... Everything will work out eventually. That was good, right? June 2nd, which is Sunday, is National Bubba Day. So there are two Bubbas I can think of. Bubba Bubblegum, which I always loved. I think it's the uh, the pink kind that had like the weird ridges on the side of it. And they, they blow the best bubbles. And there's also Bubblegum Shrimp. Uh, so if you enjoy shrimp and bubblegum, I suppose Saturday is... Uh, Saturday is... Um, Something you should do, I guess. June 3rd, which is Monday, is uh, National Egg Day. So, May was National Egg Month. Uh, June 3rd is National Egg Day, apparently. So, enjoy those eggs however you take them. I've already explained in the last podcast how I take them. It's also National Repeat Day. So, if you have... Um, I mean, it's probably like a Groundhog Day situation, if I had to guess. So, for those who are trapped in um Groundhog-esque uh, day, keep at it. Just, it'll work itself out eventually. It's also National Repeat Day, which I have to um, assume is something about uh, Groundhog Day. So, if it is, just uh, remember that stuff will work out eventually, so you don't have to worry about it too much. It's also National Repeat Day, so, wait. And finally, I believe, finally, June 4th, which is Tuesday, is a National Cheese Day. So, I mean, enjoy that cheese. I love cheese, even though it is terrible for me. Uh... One thing I am super glad that I'm not is lactose intolerant. Because <laughs> if I was, I would have a much tougher time in life than I already am having. Welcome to 
extras. Yeah, I'm not going to go through video game and movies. Uh, so this is just going to be one big block of content instead of separating it out. So that's what happens when you have a holiday and you don't have access to internet because you're up in the woods camping. We have a odd thing that Harrison Ford said. Apparently, on the Today Show, uh, he said, when he's gone, I'm gone. Uh, when he was asked who he'd like to see replace him as Indiana Jones. Nobody is going to be Indiana Jones, don't you get it? He said about four minutes into the interview. I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. This is a hell of a way to tell Chris Pine this. Chris Pines this. I'm sorry, man. So, it's a little weird that he's talking about Chris Pine. First of all, he's not even one of the famous Chris's. So maybe maybe there is something to this. Maybe that's what Disney is trying to do now, is not only do they have Star Wars and Marvel, but they want to reboot the Indiana Jones franchise with Chris Helm. Uh, or, no, Chris... Good, good gosh. The least famous Chris, Chris Pine, at the forefront. So, uh, we'll see if anything... We'll see if anything comes of that. Quiet Place, the sequel, however they're going to do it, um, is apparently going to come out uh, scheduled to hit theaters March 20th, 2020. So, it used to be apparently May 15th. So, it's two whole months ahead of schedule. So, that's that's pretty neat. I, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to continue the story. I really... I hate to see John Krasinski not in the film, but apparently he's still directing it. Emily Blunt is coming back. Everybody is coming back, including the creepy one of the creepiest uh, actors I've ever seen, Cillian Murphy. So, I mean, I'll, I enjoyed the first one. I'm sure I'll enjoy the second one. So, because Disney recently uh, bought 20th Century Fox, they uh, they got the Alien franchise with it, and in a new interview. Uh, Ridley Scott, the director of Alien, has confirmed talks are underway, but says the only way to keep the spaceship afloat is to evolve the franchise. How that's evolving it, I'm not sure. Uh, apparently this is his quote, There's only ever the one. It's like trying to do a sequel to 2001. Fundamentally, you can't. Really, with the greatest respect to Star Wars, the best film by far is the one that George directed, right? Ridley Scott is, by far, my favorite person now. By Miles. It was unique. It was absolutely wonderful to me. It was the, it was the fairy tale of all fairy stories in space. And to follow through is a tough call. So, same with Alien. So, yeah, apparently the, um, apparently the, uh, I haven't seen Alien. I really want to. But the sequels and spinoffs and prequels have not been standing up to the original. So, We'll see. We'll see how. Uh, we'll see how that comes off. If anything comes of this, I'm sure Disney is going to do something with Alien. Let's see if they can do it any better than a, the uh, 20th Century Fox. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Uh, Taika, Taika Watiti, the director of. The best Thor film, Thor Ragnarok, has apparently um, 
is going to be directing the live-action version of Akira. Yeah, that's, uh, apparently they're coming out with a live-action version of the 1988 anime movie, which was absolutely nuts. I haven't seen it in full, but just watching, like, snapshots of it is just, it's just a crazy movie. But, um, Thor Ragnarok was pretty crazy, so, and I love, uh, Watiti's, um, humor. I love, I love his humor. So even if, uh, even if it's not, even if it's not funny, um, I'm sure there'll be funny bits in it. So, yeah, look forward to that if you're a fan of, uh, Akira. Apparently he, uh, this rumor's been coming around since 2017, so this has been a long time coming. So, yeah, May 21st, 2021, apparently. This comes from BuzzFeed News. Um, they report that Leita Calgridis, who wrote uh, Bat Alita Battle Angel and an upcoming Avatar sequel, is close to finishing the first script of a potential KOTOR trilogy, according to three sources. So, uh, if this is true, that could be, uh, something, that could be something pretty big. Um, it is not what, uh, the D&D, &D, as they've been called, apparently, are, um, working on. They're working on their own story. They're writing their own story. So, this is something, this is something, uh, different. I hope it's not Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he, that they're hoping to give to him because he'll just break the entire universe even more. But, uh, I mean, if they're going to stick him anywhere, they might as well stick him thousands of years before anything actually happens in the original movies. <laughs> I heard that Alita Battle Angel was pretty good, and I always, I'm looking forward to Avatar sequels, so we'll see how well it goes. Apparently this guy, Zach Stentz, uh, revealed that he has completed his script for a Booster Gold solo movie and is now waiting to hear back from DC Warner Bros. Um, so they're going for their little their little campy characters like Shazam, Booster Gold. It sounds like a really. I mean, I do love his. Um, I do love him in any animated uh, thing that he's in. So we have. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who. Um, Booster Gold is, you should look it up, uh, look him up on Wikipedia, because he is a fun superhero. In a little rapid-fire round, apparently there's a new Spongebob Squarepants live-action movie coming out. It's going, I don't know if this is, they're in it, I don't know if he's in it or not, but, uh, apparently David, uh, Hasselhoff is guest-starring in it, which is fun. He was in the first one, arguably the best Spongebob movie. So we'll see how that works out for him. I do enjoy David Hasselhoff. Uh, Star Trek finally got a, the real Star Trek series finally got a title, Star Trek Picard. It's going to be a spin-off series of Jean-Luc Picard in his later years. Um, I don't know if he's retired or not. I think there's a trailer out for it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. It'll probably be a CW exclusive, and I will never watch it. So Abrams and J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy just did a new interview with Vanity Fair, talking about the rise of Skywalker. Here is the uh, here's the um, 
the quote. The Rise of Skywalker felt slightly more renegade. It felt slightly more like, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to do the thing that feels right because it does, not because it adheres to something. This trilogy is about this young generation, this new generation, having to deal with all the debt that has come before. And it's the sins of the father, and it's the wisdom and the accomplishments of those who did great things, but it's also those who committed atrocities, and the idea that this group is up against this unspeakable evil, and are they prepared? Are they ready? What have they learned from before? It's less about grandeur, it's less about restoring an old age, it's more about preserving a sense of freedom and not being one of the oppressed. Uh, Kathleen chimed in, I think that Disney is very respectful of what this is, and right from the beginning we talked about the fragility of this form of storytelling, because it's something that means so much to the fans that you can't turn this into some kind of factory approach. You can't even do what Marvel does necessarily, where you pick up characters and build new franchises around those characters. This needs to evolve differently. Evil needs to feel and look very real, and what that means today may not be as black and as white as it might have been in 1977, coming off of a kind of World War II sensibility. There's a loss of innocence, a sense of innocence that exists in the 70s that I don't think to any extent exists today. I think that has to permeate the storytelling and the reaction to the stories and how they're set up. It has to feel differently because we're different. Um, guess what? We don't want to see... I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be reminded of how garbage life is right now. And while their message of... While their message of, oh yeah, anybody can do change, that's not the fact in real life. You don't have the power of the Force with you. You don't have the backing of a paramilitary thing that's that's fighting against a fascist regime or whatever. It's not. It's not like that. We want we want our epic fan we want our epic sci-fi fantasy film to be about hope and all that kind of stuff. And what you're what you're talking about is just dredging up bad memories and the feeling of helplessness that people in the world have. The World Health Organization has decided to add the gaming disorder to its list of illnesses, and they're characterizing it as a uh, pattern of persistent or reoccurring gaming behavior, digital gaming or video gaming, which may be online or offline manifested by impaired control over gaming, onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, context, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. The pattern of behavior is of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a smart move on, uh, on their part. I mean, depression and anxiety um, disorders are now being taken seriously. And so it's time to... It's time to... Um, break the stereotype of just power through stuff and 
you may need to find some extra help to help you power through. So we have some uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker stuff. We got some nice pictures of the um, Knights of Ren. Uh, there is, uh, we see like three or four of them next to J.J. Abrams. One guy has his back turned. But it looks like they've got like a mace and like an axe. One has a giant sword. Like like a mini buster sword. And a guy, one guy has a gun arm. So they're not all like lightsaber dudes. They have like different different weapons. And they're not like all uniform as uh, the Praetorian guards were in. And we get some cool like horse monsters that Finn and the girl who's most likely Lando Calrissian's daughter riding on. Her with a bow, Finn with his blast rifle. That looks like a pretty cool picture. We've got Hux and the um the older guy that uh I'm not exactly sure who not exactly sure who he is in it. And uh, we got a cool look of Carrie Russell in her um, Rocket Man-esque helmet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's cool that they're introducing all these characters. I wish they kind of, like, introduced them, you know, in the center, in, like, the middle movie. And then we could have had their character arcs come to fruition instead of having them just show up for the final act. And from what, um, John Boyega uh, from what John Boyega says, he might not even be playing Finn again. We might never see these characters again, and they've been given, like, one day of character characterization between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and then maybe a couple years for The Rise of Skywalker. But, whatever, whatever about it. Apparently there is a live-action Tom and Jerry um, movie coming out. It's starring. It's going to star Michael Pena uh, as the main antagonist, disgruntled hotel manager. Apparently, um, I like Tom and Jerry. That's fine. Game of Thrones just finished up. Um, Lover hate it. The uh, HBO has uh, has given some updates on what they're going to continue to do with Game of Thrones to hopefully hold on to some of their uh, subscription services, subscription subscribers, uh, because people are, <laughs> people are leaving HBO now that Game of Thrones is done. Uh, apparently they're doing a prequel series. They are shooting the pilot in June, and then there's two more, um, prequels in development right now. So we'll see how that goes for them. Considering how considering how um people have taken to dunking on the last up last season of Game of Thrones, we'll see if people continue to stick with it. Disney Plus is has plans to produce an unscripted Muppets TV series featuring game show, cooking show, and talk show segments. Um I always love the Muppets. I'm kinda sad that they're the uh TV series that they were putting out wasn't that great, so maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see how um 
how well they do with the unscripted TV show on the Disney Plus. It'll have more staying power because it's like all it's costing them is making it. So that's pretty neat. Uh, we have some cool images from Dark Crystal TV series. It's premiering August 30th. Um, I never saw Dark Crystal. I should probably see it before uh, I see the TV series. But it looks pretty neat. We have... I really like the puppets. I love Jim Henson puppets. And the fact that they still are puppets and look really, really good. We'll see how this... Uh, we'll see how that series shakes out. Apparently, the live-action Mulan is going to switch up what the villain is. It's apparently going to be a witch named Xian Lang. Xian Lang? X-I-A-N? However you say that. I mean, okay, I guess you can do that. I kind of liked Mulan for the realism, and I really wanted to see, um, I really wanted to see Sean Yu as, uh, or was that what his name was? Sean Yu? I was really looking forward to seeing his hulking, yellow-eyed presence onto the, TV, the movie screen. So, oh well, I guess. I mean, I'll probably, probably go see it still, but I was... I mean, I guess they have to change it a little bit because they're just... I'm really not enjoying the live-action Disney series. The uh, Cinderella one was very, very good, but I can't think of another one that I have really enjoyed that much. So, I'd, I'd much rather have new IPs than have these same ones over and over again. Terminator Dark Fate got a trailer. And it looks pretty amazing. It's got uh, it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger back as the Terminate old Terminator. Um, we have the uh, oh, what's what's her name? Linda Hamilton is coming back as Sarah Connor, um, which I think is amazing. We last saw her in I believe Terminator Two, I think. At least Linda, at least the uh, Linda Hamilton version was in uh, Terminator 2. Um, but the trailer is awesome. We've got a mini, we've got like almost like a minigun. We have a meld, like it's like almost like a double Terminator of the liquid metal and like the full uh, skeleton, exoskeleton type Terminator. It's like a meld of both. Uh, and then we have another Terminator that doesn't believe that it's a Terminator protecting a girl. Uh, it doesn't really give off a whole lot of story beats like most trailers do. So I'm, 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 it's really interesting looking movie. So far. So, Sonic the Hedgehog is being pushed back to early 2020. Um, instead of November of this year, it's going to be February of next year because they have to do so much to change the movie. I mean, I wonder how much of a box office bomb this is going to be now that they have had to go back and spend even more money changing 
the entire movie. I'm interested to see how much that's going to offset the um, the complete garbage fire it's going to be. Uh, we had a um, a reveal of the protagonists of Star Wars Alphabet Squadron uh, from Del Rey Star Wars on Twitter. So the th cool thing about it is, is that I didn't realize why they were called the Alphabet Squadron. Apparently, it's because they have like every lettered uh, starfighter in the um, in the squadron. So you got the X-wing, you've got the U-wing, which was the giant like gunnery troop carrying fighter from Rogue One, the A-wing, the Y-wing, and the B-wing, which we haven't seen in the um sequel era. Uh, apparently this is gonna be it's gonna be headed up by Harrison Dula. <laughs> Probably heard of her. Um and she puts together a team of the five pilots with each with a different um each with a different uh ship. I'm not exactly sure what the U Wing is going to do is going to bring to the uh to the fighter squad squadron. I mean it might be it might be like a um X Wing series type thing where they are not just pilots but they're also like special operations commandos or something that'd be pretty interesting and they have they carry like their extra their extra squad in the u-wing so we'll see how that goes but yeah we've got a couple of they're they're pretty cool you should check them out on twitter at delray star wars to find out a little bit more and so to end on a happy note um we know that dr strange saw 14,604,000 possible outcomes where the Avengers don't win, and the one that they do. So, what are the 14,604,000 other possibilities? Uh, there, I think there's a Reddit thread of this, where people are posting a picture of Thanos with an ending number, and just like a short paragraph of what the, uh, ending of what the ending is. So we've got ending 63,636. Thanos snapped and brings all the Avengers to his house, and he gives a big dance party. <laughs> um, there's some serious ones, like ending 257,843. Thanos uses the second uh, snap to trap the heroes in a pocket dimension where reality plays out like Endgame, thus tricking the Avengers into thinking they've won. So that's pretty neat. Ending uh, sixty, ending sixty nine, sixty nine. The Avengers ambush Thanos five years after the snap, not three weeks. Once they're at his, once they're at his farm, they find him playing Fortnite with the username Noobmaster sixty nine. Scared, Thor flies off, thus allowing Thanos to kill the remaining Avengers. <laughs> that's pretty great. Ending six thousand or ending nine thousand seventy one. Strange admits the whole fourteen million universes thing was a lie to placate Tony Stark's ego and make him feel special because his daddy didn't love him enough. The Avengers and Thanos form a collective and start selling jam at a farmer's market. They call it Jam Mora. It tastes terrible. <laughs> um Ending sixty nine forty two zero. Instead of food, Thanos started growing weed, and when the Avengers ambushed him, the weed burned down, and the Avengers and Thanos became high. They talked for a bit and discovered they had a lot in common, and that Thanos is a pretty chill dude. Since then, they've played Minecraft together every Sunday. 
oh gosh, it's uh, it's subreddit r the other fourteen mil. Uh, the number is one four. Uh, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. You should check it out if you are interested in just reading a whole bunch of crazy stuff. It's like ending forty seven ninety two moments before attacking Thanos. Captain Marvel realizes that Thanos was trying to just just trying to eat breakfast peacefully and goes down to negotiate with him. After the in intimate conversation, the two fall in love and go on to get married and raise two children in a perfectly balanced universe. <laughs> yeah, because that's how that's going to end. And of course, reality 20,001, the rat never releases, released Ant-Man, which is probably the darkest one ever, because life just continues the way it did. That's That's really sad. That's really sad. Endgame never happens. Tony Stark never dies. He gets to grow up. He gets to grow old, see his daughter, uh, live her life. It's it's chilling to think about. And that's going to be it for this week's The Bad Tobecast. I hope it wasn't too bad for you guys. We'd like to thank you all for listening in. And um, if you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, or what your favorite uh, than the uh, other 14 million is, why don't you send it in to bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. That's bestfriendsplaystuff at gmail.com. Or you can send in a voicemail that we can play on the podcast. Uh, that's at anchor.fm forward slash Tobecast. That's anchor.fm forward slash Tobecast. And uh, until next time, I've been told... And I hope you have a nice rest of the day. <laughs>